Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is understanding pressure. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. We inherit a fallen life, which comes to us via our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents all the way back to Adam and Eve. We're of the lineage of Adam and Eve. And the life that we inherit is the fallen life. It's a life of reacting. Reacting to stress and resisting the stress or giving in to the stress. And it's a life of deteriorating under the effects of that stress. Now, animals are subject to the wind and the rain and the heat and the cold and so on. It's perfectly natural for them. And the wind and the rain and the cold and the heat stimulate the animal to live, to have a life of being stimulated by those stresses. Those are natural stresses for the animal. And then there are some big stresses for the animal. You could call them unnatural stresses, you know, like a forest fire from which the animal runs or a predator from which the animal runs. And then there are also large stresses by which an animal may glean energy. For example, the fox hunting its prey and catching the prey. So it's a, it's a stimulation, and it's the way that the fox survives. Now, we humans, of course, we're subject to the wind and rain and so on. But humans are subject to another kind of stress, the stress of ideas and suggestions and people's pressure and goals. You see? Now those are unnatural stresses. We were not meant to be pressured by people and upset by their words or excited by praise, you see, or dejected by criticism. We were not meant to be that way. Originally, Adam was meant to live forever. That's right. But when he fell, when he failed, when he responded to that first stress, now listen carefully, when he responded to that first stress, he began to change. He began to change into a stress-responsive being. And he changed so that he became more like animals. But he also continued to respond to the kinds of stress to which he first responded, that very first stress. 
Now that very first stress to which, so that's what we inherit. We inherit a fallen nature that responds to stress. Let me substitute another word for stress now. May I please? Temptation. And what's behind temptation? Well, what shall we call it? The dark side? So there it is. And he responds. And and so he's no longer responding to his creator. Now remember, Adam was meant to live forever. This fallen life of reacting to stress and deteriorating and dying was the life that he fell to. He fell from eternal life to a temporary life. And the only excitement for Adam, the only enjoyment, if you will, is are the ups and downs of emotions generated by reacting to the stress around. So, in order to recover from this fallen life, stress-filled life, you have to find the life from God. You have to find what Adam fell away from. It's that simple. Anything else is shuffling lounge chairs on the deck of the Titanic. Have you ever heard that expression? I bet you haven't. It's an old one, but there was a big ship, the Titanic, and it sunk. And so if somebody's just moving around lounge chairs on the deck of the Titanic, it's not doing a lot of good. Well, that's what we do. So we repress, our, we try to run from stress, or we adapt to it, or we we suppress the symptoms, or we take uh, alcohol or smoke marijuana, or we we, we try to be nice to people so they'll be nice to us and won't stress us and all that kind of stuff, but it's just shuffling lounge chairs on the deck of the Titanic. You have to find a life from your Creator. That's the only solution. You can call my listener call-in line anytime, 24-7. The number is 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. I've been talking about the life that we inherit. And I said that the fallen life is the life of reacting to stress. What I want you to see is that there's a totally different life of which you know you you know nothing. It says in the Bible, I has not seen and ear has not heard what God has prepared for those who love him. That's right. And so you have to find the life from your creator. It comes from within. It comes from God, not from the hand of man. Now, down through the ages, God sent his prophets, and he gave us the scripture which is inspired. And it was written by people like Paul and Luke and John. And from time to time, down through the ages, 
God sends someone whose words might awaken you. Awaken you. I'll never forget when I was in college, I had a poetry class. And I can't remember the name of the teacher right at this moment. It's not important. He was a very nice man. He himself was a poet. And we were talking about a poem in class, and he mentioned that uh, there had been a great earthquake in the Los Angeles area. Many years ago, there was a big earthquake. And a lady experienced the earthquake. And after the earthquake was over, she said to herself, Am I really living the life that I want to live? And she realized that she wasn't. And she packed up what items she had left, and she started a new life. She started a new life. And so a great shock like that actually awoke her. Now, you see, most people, when they're shocked, what happens? They, they are stressed by it, alarmed by it, then they go into a state of protective inhibition. It's like, you know, when there's suddenly a loud noise. It's, very, it's like hypnosis, basically. And they walk around like zombies. But if you look around at people all around you, going to work and doing the same old, same old, old every day, with all their problems, and with all their issues, they're like zombies. They're like zombies. They can't find the answer. Maybe because they're not looking for the answer. But if they woke up, do you remember the beautiful fairy tales like Sleeping Beauty? She had to be awakened by the kiss from the prince. And so she woke up. It's like the morning after the night before. You wake up and all of a sudden you say, What am I doing here? See? The morning after the night before. It's the wake-up call. Well, may this program be a wake-up call, a gentle wake-up call. Now, here's something else that you need to know. God has not abandoned us in this fallen existence. The life of reacting to stress and getting upset and being upset and being having hurt feelings and all the stuff that goes on, he has not abandoned us to this life. We have our conscience, your intuition, from God. But you've ignored it. You've doubted it. Yes, you have. Especially because it made you feel bad. Instead of making you feel good, which is what you want to feel, it made you feel bad by reminding you of something that you did that wasn't right, like being resentful toward people or impatient. And so you ignored it. Now you must begin to listen to your conscience again. It would like to wake you up ever so gently wake you up to realize that there is another life and then to seek for it. See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, it's not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing him is 
undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like being under the ocean, coming up to the surface, and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds, and you take a deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality, the blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation, too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think it could be just what what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay, and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. I'll never forget... I was reading some kind of a science book, and they told of a certain beetle, I believe in Africa, a certain beetle, or a colony of beetles, if you will, that when threatened would come together, those beetles, and form something that looked like a flower. They came together and they formed something that looked like a flower and it was camouflage because that flower looked like a flower and whatever came along did not recognize it as beetles and then left it alone. But the interesting thing is that that flower of which they formed the shape had been extinct for thousands of years. So they're forming the shape of a flower that no longer existed. So when you look back at the Garden of Eden, Adam responded to an appeal to to be more than he was. Had he been content to be a child of God and to enjoy the beautiful Garden of Eden and to just be a humble, well, what's the word to use? A humble person taking delight in everything around him, like a child, like a a child, loves everything, the sunlight and the rain and his or her puppy and the flowers and the pebbles and everything. Had Adam been content to be like that, why, he would have been fine. But instead, there was a suggestion, hey, Adam, you can become more. Why, you're being held back. You need to become more. So he was tempted to become ambitious. And it was a suggestion that was made through his wife, but it was given to her by the serpent. And Adam responded to that suggestion. But when he did, he fell away from the life from God. And thereafter, he had to take life from temptation, from tease, from taunts, from pressures, from challenges. Look now at your life and see that you, too, you get angry at this and excited at that, and someone gives you this goal and you work, work, work for it, and then another goal, and then something you have to do, and then you rush to do it, and something you don't want to do, and you avoid it, and yours is a life of reacting. 
And so it's an ancient theme. It's a point I'm making. An ancient theme going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And we Adam and Eves of today are simply reliving as actors that scenario, that ancient theme of the fall. Look at every man and see that, and every woman and see their life as a fall. From being a bright-natured little being as a child, they degenerate. And so just like those beetles that form the shape of a flower that has been extinct for thousands of years, you live your life just as Adam and Eve did long ago, repeating the same mistake that Adam and Eve made. And so, there has to be another life, and there is. And it begins when you respond to your conscience, which has been quietly and wordlessly trying to call you back to this other life from God. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage? A spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com. Remember the old expression, you can run, but you can't hide. Remember that? You can run, but you can't hide. I think it was a boxer, wasn't it Joe Lewis, I think? The famous boxer, Joe Lewis. And he fought some other fighter who he defeated. But the other fighter was an expert at jabbing away and then and then retreating, you know, backpedaling and trying to stay away from uh, Joe Lewis's heavy punches. And so they had a rematch, and someone said to him, they said, well, how are you, how are you going to deal with this guy? I mean, this guy's really something else. He, he punches, and then he, he jabs, and he's gone, and then he jabs, and he's gone. What are you going to do? And Joe Lewis said, well, he can run, but he can't hide. And sure enough, Joe Lewis caught him. I think it was the eighth round. Knocked him out. So the point I'm getting at is, yeah, there are stresses in the world. Other people, imperfect people. Imperfect people, angry people, confused people, people without understanding, people without love. Do you see now that they don't have it because all they have is a fallen life of reacting to stresses? 
when they were little children, they were born to imperfect parents who failed to protect them and guide them properly, and they reacted to stress. The stress of their parents, yelling and screaming at them, and being impatient with them, and misguiding them, and the stress at school, the peer pressure, the drug pressure, the ambition pressure, the grade pressure. See? Pressure. And then there's the, the tease of, of entertainment, and music, and marijuana, and all those things. And so, everybody has fallen. And that's why you mustn't hate them. So here's the first thing you can begin to do. If you want to find this other life, first thing you can do is yearn for it, seek for it. And the second thing you can do is, when your conscience makes you aware of something that you're doing that's not quite right, you're being impatient with your child, or you're resenting someone, or you're secretly judging someone, just see. See that it's wrong. And don't try to change yourself. Remember, you can't. You try to change yourself. It's trying to rearrange chairs on the deck of the Titanic. Just see it. That's all in God's light. That's how it begins. God sends his light from within. Just see your error. Don't hate yourself. Don't add another layer of error. Don't try to change yourself. Just see it. Regret the way you are. See? That's it. See it in the light. And the light is marvelous. And you'll begin to change, not of your own effort. Let it be of God. It's magic. It's magic. And then the other thing you can do is when you see people all around you, misguided people, foolish people, wrong people, don't hate them. Don't judge them. Just see their error, but don't hate them. Don't resent them. And forgive your parents. They didn't have it either. They never found this other life. Your father didn't find it. Had he found it, he could have guided you properly. He would have been there for you, but he didn't find it. So he didn't have it. So don't hate him. Don't resent him. Let it go. Let it go. Let your grudges go. Your judgments toward other people. Just go about your life simply. And when you see something, just see it. Okay? It's that simple. And you might get the little meditation that I have. I have a very nice little meditation that permits you to sit quietly and become still and step back mentally from your thoughts. See, your thoughts now, the endless images and thoughts that come to you now, they're, they're a result of temptation. They're the remnants of temptation. There they are. Your own mind teases you. You try to have a moment's quiet, and your mind is there challenging. you got to do this. you got to do that. Why did you do this? Why don't you do that? you got to plan for this. It's endlessly stressing you. So now what you must do is just observe thought. No longer be immersed in thought. And stay out of the dreams, daydream stream. Don't float away with, with uh, any kind of daydreams. Your intuition from God, when you... Practice a little meditation. It'll permit you to just see that you're lost in a daydream and then you won't be lost in it anymore. And then you go floating away with another thought and you see that you're floating away and you won't be floating away anymore. 
You keep coming back to the present, over and over, back to the present, where God dwells, where the light from God is. And slowly but surely, you'll begin to find a way. This time, with the perfect life that comes from God. And then you become a member of his kingdom and an heir of what he has waiting for those who love him. I just published a new book. It's called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. Many people wish to have peace of mind, a sense of spiritual purpose in life, and above all, a right relationship with others, especially their loved ones. The secret way to the fount of understanding is there to be found by the sincere seeker, hidden in plain sight. The key to wisdom, love, and all the good things in life is found within. When you find this pearl of great price, you will begin a new life of purpose and joy. I'm reading from the back page of my new book called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. You can preview it free at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. I don't think you fully realize just how reactive you are. But there's another way of of living, and it's a life of responding to what you know in your heart. And then, whatever action or word you speak or do flows from is an extension of your response to what you know in your heart, which is a far cry from what most of us do most of the time, or all of the time which is reacting to the outside. So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand and you're free to be patient. But when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive, and you move with impatience or anger or resentment. Stand back, and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be you'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and his kindness. And life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. 
please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.